Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. Welcome to the show. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Okay, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm very glad to be here. My name is Jamise Bradley, and I am a Forex trader, actually, and in member marketing for Capital Wealth Investments. And I help change people's lives, help change their income and really their financial situation with this team because we really have a big influence as far as when it comes to helping people learn about investments because in this day and age, people have trouble multiplying their money and their income and actually really finding resources. So that is what we do over at Capital Wealth Investments. Gotcha. Okay. So I've heard about Forex trading. I'm like a little bit about like a little bit don't know what that is. So you gave me a little bit of clarity by mentioning that. So thank you. Um, Mm -hmm. What led you to doing that work? Actually, I was actually trading Forex two years prior. I started at 18 years old and I was like on and off with it, mainly because it was very difficult for me because I was trying to learn on my own. And then two years later, in the middle of COVID, it's crazy, my mentor Parrish um, Whitaker had hit me up. I did not know him at all. And this was literally right after I got furloughed from my job. So it was really a lifesaver for me and over at Capital Wealth Investments, they really taught me how to actually trade like the banks, you know, and it made me think, wow, trading is way easier than what I thought, you know, even though I loved it, it was so much information to retain, but really you just have to simplify it. And they really helped me do that. I love it. So what are some of the greatest lessons that you've learned in your process of, you know, transitioning into doing more of this work or just in general life lessons? Um, my main life lesson was mainly about learning myself, learning who you are, and really not being codependent on other people because you are a product of your environment. So I really learned to like really change my outlook on life because I have really big dreams, big dreams you couldn't even imagine. And it's really hard to accomplish those dreams when you're not in the right environment and people aren't uplifting you as they should in the, in your moment of growth. Wow. So you said you've got really big dreams. I love that because I tell people all the time that I have ulterior motives for everything that I share. You know, I, I created my goal because I have big dreams, but I really feel like if we're all able to lean into and cultivate the dreams that we have, that our community and our society would be so much better off, um, because we would all not only be contributing to society in different ways, but we would also be excited about our lives and, and passionate and kind. You know what I mean? Exactly. I feel like that's the biggest problem nowadays because we all are stuck in a way of conditioning that society has made boundaries for us, the styles they've made for us, how we should look at everything when really Everyone just needs to look deep into their desires, deep into their heart, and really not follow with through the standards, no matter how anyone look at you. Because that was always my issue. I've always had an issue with, oh, how would they look at me? What would they think? And a really big thing that Bob Proctor, he's my favorite, favorite mentor. Like, I follow him, like, I'm glued to his hip. And 
he really teaches that you follow, you don't follow the majority. You follow that one person that's telling you to go after your dreams because they really know. It's like, haven't you realized that majority of the world right now are really at its lowest point? The bottom is just too crowded. At the top is where it's lonely. So the top is where it's best to be. Wow. You follow who tells you to follow your own dreams. I think that that's significant because one, we're maybe not hearing a lot of those voices that are telling us that. Um, I think that you mentioned, you know, conditioning, which is significant. Um, the messages that we receive in society and how they keep us in a place of staying, kind of staying stuck, you know what I mean? Um, staying in a, a land of limitation. And so I wonder if there are any um, conditioning like whether it's thoughts like or you can only do so much or you're only going to ever make so much um some limiting beliefs that you had experienced growing up that you've been able to shed over the years are there any that you can think of well could you repeat that yeah. So, you know, I want, I know that society is always kind of programming us and conditioning us to believe certain things a lot of the time, which is lack and limitation. And so I assume some of the messages that we received growing up, the ones that I can kind of think of are like, you're only going to be able to make it so far. And I went to school for mental health and they always used to say in our classes, like, oh, well, you didn't go into this field to make money. And I'm like, but I still got bills though. You know what I mean? Like, Am I going to be able to live on you know, on this income? You guys are making it seem like it's really bad. And so I wonder what other messages we receive about, you know, um, conditioning and limitation, like what the cap is on our, on our potential that keeps us stuck. But now what I hear you saying is that you're kind of breaking through those conditioning. Yes, most definitely. So I would say the main conditioning that I've really been breaking through is the whole plan B concept. I do not believe in plan Bs. I don't think anyone should really have a plan B. I mean, nothing against if you do, but I feel like plan B automatically cancels out your plan A just for the simple fact that manifestation is a thought process. It's also involved with emotions and about your spirit and do you really believe that you can get that accomplished? Do you know that you will get that accomplished? So if you're having a plan B, you're basically saying, well, I kind of believe in plan A, but you're not all the way following through with it as far as your mindset goes. So always having a plan B, I've never believed in that. Even though being told that growing up, I've never had a plan B. Plan B, easy to plan A or nothing. <laughs> Right. You got to make it work. I think that that gets rid of your safety net, right? Like you burn the bridges and it's like, okay, you have no choice but to figure this thing out. And so, yeah, like you said, it's not to, to downplay for other people, whatever, live your whole best life. But you know, if other people want to have a plan B, cool, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go full throttle for what it is I know that I want and it's going to have to work out. And the message that you send to the universe and your creator, um, when you dedicate yourself to being strong in saying that this is what you're walking toward though you're open to you know the minor adjustments and how life is going to make it even more clear for you um is amazing because i love that you mentioned that manifestation is a process it's not just like you think it and it just happens you have to think it you have to feel it you have to pray on it you have to you know do things to make it happen exactly that's what this audio 
um, this audio that we actually have in my business. We listen to it almost every day this month of June. It's called Conceive, Believe, and Achieve. That is an amazing audio that I live by. Is It really just basically sums up everything that you just said. It's about conceiving your thoughts, believing in them, and then that's when you achieve. It's the process, saying your affirmations every morning, writing it down and putting it in your pocket. That's what Bob Proctor also teaches as well. It's creating a vision board. It's the entire science project to it, almost. <laughs> yeah, and I assume that it takes, you know, time, research, investment in educating yourself and in your ability to really focus on going within and reprogramming yourself, unlearning certain things that we learned growing up. And I think that a lot of people, to be honest, aren't willing or I don't know. I, I just feel like a lot of people aren't aren't investing in themselves like they're investing outside of themselves. I feel like a lot of people spend more time researching, you know, the shoes they want to buy as opposed to how to help them heal from their, you know, their childhood trauma, or they're willing to spend more time looking at, you know, shopping as opposed to listening to messages that are uplifting and writing affirmations and saying the affirmations in the mirror and then, you know, writing them again, you know what I mean? And so it sounds like the level of investment and commitment to an investment in your elevation in your mind and your body and your spirit is what makes a huge difference from what you're saying. It's really funny that you said that people are more interested in investing outside of themselves than into themselves because that's what a lot of us talk about within I Am Academy is because, you know, it's a fee. It's a $235 fee because it's education. You are literally paying for your education because we promote strategies. We have pip talk that will actually give you signals to plug in and everything like that. And people always complain about that $235, but yet you're willing to spend the same $235 on a pair of Jordans. You're willing to spend the same $235 on a purse. And it just really doesn't make sense because this will actually give you value in order to multiply your income and your success in order to build a bigger empire. So it's really, it was that conditioning that I was speaking on. Yeah. You know, and I, for a long time, I didn't really say much about it because I don't want people to feel like I'm personally judging them or whatever the case may be. But you know, when you clearly see that someone spends more, not that you shouldn't take care of yourself, right? But when someone spends more on, you know, their hair, nails, and whatever, but is not spending at least the same amount on their mind, their body, and their spirit, I feel like there's a disconnect. Yes, do the stuff that brings you joy and makes you feel good, but don't neglect this other area that's going to help you to be able to do that other stuff on even bigger levels you know exactly don't go and splurge and there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with treating yourself especially if you work hard for it but as soon as in that direct deposit hit you blow it in 24 hours you know that's just not the way at all and then you know we blame the we want to blame the economy when it's not the economy it's lack of accountability and knowing your limits I love that lack of accountability. I'm writing it down now. Lack of <laughs> accountability. So it's going to take me a second to get my thoughts together. Accountability. And I already forgot the second part. Dang it. Knowing lack your of limits. Mm-hmm. 
knowing your limits. So I have this, um, thankfully, I think I'm like getting senile early because you know how older people say whatever they want and they don't care what anyone thinks. I am all 30. So all of a sudden in my head, I'm like 80 and now I'm saying whatever I want and I don't care what nobody thinks. Um, I think that the pandemic and the recent kind of, well, it's a pandemic, um, just put a spotlight on what was already going on. So from a mental health perspective, I'm like, if people are having trouble in certain relationships or they're at home and they're stuck with their partner and it's like they're pulling the hair out or they don't feel like they know them, that was something that was already present as a concern. The pandemic just put a spotlight on it. If you don't like your kids and you hate doing homeschool and you're like, what? Teachers need to be paid more money. Then that was already a concern. The pandemic just put a spotlight on it. If someone is, to me, from my little lens, if someone is having trouble financially and, and the pandemic made a huge dent in your ability to do certain things or created a crisis in someone's life, that is to me because there were certain things that were not in place prior to, for whatever reason, there could be a multitude of reasons, and the pandemic just put a spotlight on what was already there but now we can't ignore that thing anymore. You know what I mean? Exactly. See, I call this the great awakening because everyone is officially opened their eyes to everything that they've been ignoring for so long. And literally the universe is telling us you cannot ignore these problems. It's enough. Enough is enough. You can't ignore your kids and their feelings and how they're getting bullied in school. You can't ignore your financial situation. You can't ignore the loved ones for your family or your bad relationship with your dad or anything on that type of level is honestly putting everyone in an uncomfortable position. And I always speak about being uncomfortable because if you're always comfortable, you're never growing. You're not making any type of progress. If you're always comfortable is really putting everyone in front of the mirror, opening their eyes and say, talk about it, do something about it. Yeah, I think that the the saying goes, discomfort promotes growth. And so in some levels, it really does require that you um, go outside of your norm so that you can experience something different and so that you can call upon something different within yourself to manage the situation. You know what I mean? And so um, to some level, it's important to have that integrated in, in your process of self-development and growth for sure. What would you say at this point brings you the most joy? Right now, what brings me the most joy is my connection with God. Um, for the past two years, I really went through a series of depression because I was, first off, after high school, I went to Atlanta, Clark Atlanta University. I attended my first year, first two years of college. And the whole time while I was there, first off, before I got there, I had this whole imagination planned out because I wanted to be an actress and a music artist. So basically college wasn't in my category. I didn't have a desire for college. It was only just a way to get out of Birmingham, Alabama, and for me to pursue my career that I've had ever since I was a seven-year-old girl. <laughs> and then once I got there, life really hit me. It taught me a lot of things, really opened my eyes to a lot of people around me that really wasn't there for me like I thought. And also it really helped me 
really be on my own and get to know myself. And then all while, while I was there, I really lost connection with God because I thought I knew him, but I didn't. And then so I came back home after my two years and I really got really dig deep into my emo, basically emotional detoxing and really got into the issues of what always made me so codependent upon others, what made me feel lonely whenever I didn't have a relationship or things of that nature. So when I dug deep into it, my main relationship right now is my connection with God and myself. That's what brings me joy at this point. Wow, you mentioned a lot of nuggets right there. Emotional detoxing. I don't even think people, I don't even know that they're ready for all that. (laughs) But it's necessary. It has to, if you don't do it, it's not like the world necessarily is going to end. But in order to really get the most out of your life and relationships, you must have a process of detoxing in your life because I think it's what's his name oh man somebody <laughs> Olson. what's his name something Olson and he talks about we, us being containers and if we're filled with 50% anger 25% resentment 25% you know um, frustration then we have no space to let in all of the blessings that are waiting in queue for us and um, I don't know if it was Les Brown or someone else that said you know or I used to ask the kids at Juvie I think it was because I heard something from Les Brown that we're like ships in the water they're huge and they're metal but for some reason they float unless there is a puncture to the ship and too much water gets on the inside. And so if we let too much of the negative things that we've experienced, um, bad relationships or interactions, trauma, um, codependency, fill us up, it could take us down. You know what I mean? It's like an anchor within ourselves. And so if we don't have a process, just like a ship, of draining that water or patching that hole so that we can float again, then we're in trouble. And so that emotional detox is a way to have like a um, pressure release or a release valve kind of kept into your process, whether that's praying on a regular basis, whether that's dancing, writing, um, you know, for each person, it'll look different. But what is necessary is to have some level of that so that we can keep floating and keep the stuff on the outside on the outside and what we want on the inside to be love, joy, peace, abundance. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I feel like not only was me getting away from Birmingham, Alabama, was that really a priority for me, but, you know, pursuing my career, but I feel like I had a lot of skeletons in my closet that I did not take care of first. And me being back here in the past year and year and a half really forced me to face those skeletons and really clean out my closet for good. Wow, that's amazing. That is amazing. So, you know, what things, because you said there's there were some skeletons in your closet. I can only imagine what your emotional detox entailed. If you've ever been stuck, I assume you've felt stuck at some point, defeated or lost, you know, what were the things that really helped you to handle those times? Well, honestly, what really helped me to handle those times was cutting down my list, cutting down on the plate of food that I had on it, you know, really focusing on one thing at a time. I was reading this book that my dad gave me like two years ago. It's called The One Thing. And I read it. It was amazing. 
But then it's like, I put all the information in the back of my mind. And then, so at this point in time, actually yesterday, because I'm in the process of actually getting my real estate license, right? And I actually failed the test for the fourth time yesterday. And then, so I'm like, what is going on with me? Why is this not going right? I've been studying day in and day out, manifesting. I got to rent on my whiteboard. I got to rent and put in my pocket everything. And it's really not me processing and flowing my energy towards it. Everything is all about energy. Energy transfers, regardless of how much quote unquote focus you think you're putting into something. It's all about your energy and your love and your burning desire for it. So because I didn't have the same burning desire for it, like in the beginning, that's why I did not manifest. And because it did not manifest is because I was focused on Forex, network marketing, pursuing my active career, all these other things, because I'm just a jack of all trades. And for some reason, I just like to accomplish them all at once when that is literally not scientifically or universal of law is not possible. It's just physically not possible. So I really learned from that book now from reading it two years later that I really just need to focus and put my energy on one thing. And this just happened this past week is what I got this epiphany. So <laughs> a work in progress. We are all yeah. in progress. You're preaching to the choir because I'm right there with you as far as being a jack of all trades and just having so many ideas and wanting to to put all of them out there. Um, and But then that can be sometimes really debilitating, you know, and get in the way of really making a lot of progress in one area so that you can do it in other areas, so, so that you can do more in the other areas that you want. So that focusing and, you know, really getting deep down into one thing to start doesn't mean that you're never going to do those other things. It just means that you're setting yourself up to do those other things, maybe. Exactly. And I also believe that another one of my issues because of that was me trying to do everything at once. It's not that I was trying to prove to myself. I was trying to prove to others. And that was really quote unquote driving me because when I came back home, I felt like in a way that I was a failure because I didn't accomplish my quote unquote goal. But then I realized you don't fail until you quit. As long as I'm still going, I can never fail. And I don't need to prove to others because honestly, others will never be satisfied no matter what you do at all. <laughs> if someone has a thought about you, that thought is going to stay and they are going to prey on it and milk it until it runs out. So I really learned to know what I want to prove to myself. What does Jamise want to prove to Jamise? Yeah, I think everyone, you know, if we made that a formula, what do you want to prove to you, you know, and let that be the measure for which you seek to accomplish things. And sometimes it's not about the goal. It's about what you learn on the journey um, and the path to get to that goal that is much more valuable than the goal itself sometimes. Because once you hit a goal, guess what? You know, like you got you to gotta create another one. And so um, there isn't necessarily an end destination. It's just a, a, a leveling up process that never ends. And so I love that. What do you want to prove to you? And let all the other noise be that, just noise. Turn it down, tune it off um, so that you can focus and just be authentic. There is not another you on the planet. So 
in order to stick out when you feel like, oh, well, everybody's doing, you know, the same thing. Why would I go and start doing this? Because so-and-so is already doing that and blah, blah, blah. No, every person has their own unique set of life circumstances that makes them a gem. You know what I mean? That's why I love the idea of gems. Yeah, we've got, there's rubies all over the world. There's diamonds all over the world, but each one is, is different and unique in its own way. There's no two that are exactly the same. And so um, the more that we can honor ourselves in being unique and leaning into our individual, um, you know, what makes us special, um, the better off the whole world is. Cause there's going to be someone that sees you and is like, Whoa, you're shining. You know what I mean? Like, that makes me want to shine more. And so it's a wild life. It's a wild ride, but I love that you, you know, came on the show and shared your gems with us. If there was one thing that you had to, you know, one piece of advice to give to somebody who is struggling or not sure of where to start or what to do um, in their journey, what would you say? Know that you are deserving. Know that you are enough. You may not have it all figured out because we're never going to have it all figured out until the day we die probably not even then who knows but know that you are deserving it is your birthright to want more life it is your birthright to want your desires and your goals and needs met no matter what thank you thank you thank you for sharing your gems where can we find you on um, social uh, and how can we support you on social media, on Instagram, you can follow me at the T-H-E underscore great, G-R-E-A-T underscore goddess, G-O-D-D-E-S-S. Perfect. We will make sure to come over there, love on you, we'll follow, make comments, we'll like everything, and you're always welcome on the show. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and you can come by and drop some gems for us. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me and good luck to you on your success. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend, whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media. It helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.